0: Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 228. I'm your host, David Palermo. As always, follow along on Instagram, Twitter, I guess Facebook, fuck Facebook, but you know, we're on it. So at Numb Bills Fan, everywhere you can think. YouTube, get the fuck on YouTube, and also subscribe to the podcast everywhere. And if you're looking for Numb Bills Fan content, odds are it's posted. And whatever game's going on, make sure you're up to date. Hit the hashtag of the current game, hashtag NumbillsFan. You'll see all the content there. And this is brought to you by Burger Designs. Get any graphic artwork you need done for your website, et etc. Et from at Burger Designs on uh, Instagram. He does the numb bills fan work. And also brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports. So what I want to dive into, I have a guest who's going to talk. His name is Ryan and he has an upcoming Steelers podcast and him and I have been following this Antonio Brown bullshit for a long fucking time so what I was gonna do is pass the mic over and let Ryan have the floor and explain chronologically what the fuck is up with AB like what is up because we were shooting the skinny on this earlier in life and have thought that I was in agreement with them that Tomlin is the problem. Game one is in the book against the Patriots, and they made no adjustments. So, uh, as far as the Steelers. So, Ryan, if you would like, um, if you want to set up Antonio Brown and speaker piece, I don't care if you talk for like ten minutes, I will rebuttal with you, but I will just set it up for you real quick. Antonio Brown, mad respect for actually Controlling his own destiny. And if you listen to the podcast, uh, I, I feel that these players are treated like shit. And, you know, at the same time, Antonio Brown is classless in a lot of ways. At the same time, he hasn't been the same since Von perfect knocked him out. And I don't know what to think about this guy, but I'll give you the wave when you want to get back. Uh, when I want the mic back, all right? As you know, we only got one mic here
1: in the car so the whole antonio brown situation i'm gonna start in 2016
2: against the Bengals. that perfect hit before that moment ever since he was drafted there was never anything off the field on the field you never heard any issues dude came in he was probably the hardest worker in the whole nfl from that hit after that Obviously, he didn't play the next playoff game, which we ended up losing to Denver. And next season started all the issues. Which my point is, I think he is one of the main reasons
1: for his acting out. But the next season, um, oh no, I'm not kidding at all. Um, starts off with him
2: being on. I believe he was in a like a hotel or something, and um. Flipped a sofa from off the balcony and almost hit a three-year-old child. Killed the kid. Got sued. Went to court for that. Um, Filing a couple months later. Going to a Steelers game. um, Got pulled over going 120. Regular road in Pittsburgh. Um, Same season after a big playoff win against Kansas City. Our coach is talking shit about the Patriots. Meanwhile, talking about our players staying off of social media as Antonio is putting it on Facebook Live.
1: You could hear this in the background. Fucking nuts. After all this shit, here we are in present day. And
2: last season, not coming to practice. He's starting fights with teammates. Talking shit about the coaches. He's all over social media
1: doing all types of stuff. Saying trade me, release me. Oh, all types of defensive, players. all the way back to it goes all the way back to the and um, they wanted to pay Emmanuel Sanders. The contract wasn't enough.
2: He didn't. He declined it. They knew they were going to give A. B. the big contract.
1: Like t- happen. Brian Clark tells um, Tomlin that that's a big mistake. Give him that money. That same day, those two got into a big fight. What? Back and forth. The whole situation is nuts. About a week. I mean, dude's been a problem for at least five, six years now. Back to my point him skipping practice starting fights with teammates led to him sk- playoffs after all this he wants to leave and get paid whatever goes to the Raiders nice from him going to the Raiders this shit starts off with him burning his fucking
2: feet in a chiral chamber that he's done hundreds of which you obviously I think it's 10,000 degrees negative or something like that so he fucking goes in there
1: barefoot Idea. Does that? Following up to that, files three grievances to the NFL about his fucking
2: fucking helmet. Meanwhile, this whole time he's just like avoiding practice. And then after that, completely healthy, and then just starts skipping practice. So you know, like everybody else in the fucking world, gets fined. I believe forty-seven and fifty thousand. First thing he did. First thing
1: he does takes a picture of it, posts it on IG. Pretty much shitting on the Raiders and shitting on the GM.
2: So next day, something happened in practice, which made him leave. But him and the GM, Mike Mayock, got into an argument, which um, ended up saying he would punch him in the face, and he called him a cracker and kicked a football, then told him to find him. Hours following that, Told the team to release him, which ended up happening in a day. But today, which is all leading up to my main point of him pretty much colluding his way to the Patriots. Back in March, when the Steelers got rid of him, the first team to reach out to Pittsburgh was the Patriots, offering a first and a third round pick for AB. Which, there's no way in hell that they wanted to deal anything with the Patriots, so obviously that didn't happen. Taking only a third and a fifth 4ab from the raiders my whole thought on this is he his first intentions were to go to the raiders for the money which was at the time 30 million guaranteed which made him the highest paid receiver in nfl he i think ended up starting to realize just from being around the team a little as he was that their highest upside was probably six and ten And then he just started seeing that around all the people that he was playing with, nobody was really on his level. And I think he came to the conclusion that I want to win and I'm already a millionaire. Like he already said, he said last year in an interview that he could retire because he is already a multimillionaire. He doesn't need the money. So that's when I think he went to Drew Rosenhaus, his agent. And this is before the the Cairo Chamber incident with his feet. I think this is before all of this tells him, I want to win. And he he knows that the Patriots are one of the top teams to get him because when all this first started, before he knew where he, where he was going with the Raiders when the Steelers were looking to trade him, I, there was a clip of him saying, oh, the Patriots are interested in what they offer, smiling pretty much, fearing that he wanted to go to the Patriots. So, all the shit that he did within the Raiders... I think it was all an act of him pretty much doing all this shit, saying pretty much what do I have to do to get released by the Raiders? Because, I mean, when he was with the Steelers, he didn't want to be traded. But, I mean, he's still on a contract, which that's back-to-back years of him forcing his way out of a contract looking like an asshole. AB forcing his way out of Oakland. Getting to his main objective, which was to be an unrestricted free agent. Which last season, that's what he wanted from Pittsburgh. He wanted to be released, but obviously they're not going to just release him and get nothing for him, let alone him end up with their rivals and the fuckers who win the Super Bowl every year, the Patriots.
0: Do you respect his move? Because, I mean, we work together um you're your own contractor yourself so it's kind of like do you respect where he's coming from because because i do i respect that he controlled his own destiny and and, you know he got traded to the raiders and he had a choice between the raiders and the bills and really egg is on the face because the bills would have actually been a good bet for him and i think he would have fit in really well i mean shit josh allen look at what he did And, and, and it's his loss and if you remember uh tim avery just wrote an article volume one now actually um because i should say volume because there's been so many chapters involved with antonio brown but you know i love having you on because you've been saying this the whole time and um you know we were talking earlier today he's gonna fit right in with new england you know and skip bayless said it and i hate to quote skip you know i hate that fucking dude but like Fuck, you've been turning me on to Skip and shannon and Sharp, fucking the two numbskulls. But really, Skip is right a lot of the times. And if there is one thing that could divide up the Patriots, you would think it's Antonio Brown. But I think that the system is so bulletproof, it ain't going to happen. Do you see that happening with AB? I mean, I love his grind. I love his work ethic. I love that he fucking did what he had to do. It should be a fucking representation to these players that, like, yo get into the right situation because why is it okay for the team to do it to the players that's my whole beef you know like that's my whole beef with it is why is it okay for teams to dick around the players all they want and yes it is a place to come work but at the same time they treat the players a lot of times like fucking shit and if they run any if they run their organization the nfl like a lot of these guys run their fucking businesses which is just like Shitty as in how they treat people. You know, it's all about the dollar. And I, I kind of can't blame them. So, what? What's your? You know, you're to give you an idea. Ryan Jones currently is what a month away from 21, and I think you have a pretty good head on. You know, for being a young, young, young little G. So, if you want, take the mic because all we need is one mic.
2: So. A, B, going to the Patriots and fitting the system. I think he's going to go there and be a model citizen because I think he does want to win a championship. Which him going there, I think their chances this season are really high. And him going there actually does not make me mad because the fit is good. But it's just the way that he got there. Like, it's kind of two things at once. Like, I like him going there and I like how they got that done. But how he left the Raiders. Like, pretty much just forcing your way out. I mean, they, they brought him in to pretty much be the face of the franchise. I mean, they're going to Vegas next year. And I mean, they they kind of brought him in, in, like, a desperate measures of wanting at least one superstar. And I mean, he kind of gave some of the fans hope and shit, you know? So, him pretty much just forcing his way out of there from day by day by day, skipping practices, getting in fights with GMs, Fucking posting everything on social media, just, it was all, it was all a tactic to get released. Because at the end of the day, he wanted to be an unrestricted free agent. Because once that happens, it's his choice. And I said long ago, probably a year and a half, two years ago, somehow this fucking guy will end up on the Patriots. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, what do they play for? They play to win. I mean, once a player like AB, who's had multiple big contracts money isn't necessarily what he's still playing for because like I said in an interview I think last year he said that he could retire right now if he wanted to I mean he's already a multi-millionaire so the fit I like the fit just the move I I can't recall any other player I mean people like to compare it to Chad Johnson or T.O. but can't recall neither one of them doing something as A.B. did to the Raiders
0: i'll tell you what i like the to comparison and he makes to look like a fucking model citizen and at the end of this i hope to is in a good headspace because he's going to be right and i've been defending these players for a long time as in like you know the media needs something to write about to is like rex ryan he is fucking gold but at the end of the day what happened to the days of the classic days of you can talk shit if you can back it the fuck up and terrell owens every fucking time backed it up every receiver is going to have drops i don't want to hear about that i want to hear about the guy who breaks his leg comes back and plays harder than everybody on his team possibly in a super bowl and he's a wide fucking receiver how hard can you fucking play you know and, and i will never forget that moment to and when he came to the bills he was a model citizen once he do He goes to Cincinnati with Ocho, underrated year. Very good year. What, maybe two years there or was it just one? I can't remember. But point being, Antonio Brown controlled his fucking destiny. He's worked his ass off. And the Steelers, There's a common theme with the fucking Steelers. These receivers don't re-sign. And then there's also a common theme where Ben always does well with pretty much he figures it out. At the same time, um, You know, if you look at a player Bills fans-wise, if this has a Bills angle, um, you know, look at Richie Incognito. He was out of football, and he healed the fuck up. You know, a lot of these guys heal up, and they, they, they do things with their body, and I feel like, I feel like this dude, Le'Veon Bell, man, like, a whole year off, all so a whole year off, and he comes back fucking healthy. Um, you know I think that's good for a running back I think that's good for a lot of players and we're so used to a, a, a time schedule here a year but really you know how many people are Adrian Peterson and who knows what he had to do to get that healthy and, and come back from ACL so you're on a limited time schedule with these players, systems, coaches and I think AB knows that I, know, I don't think he wants to end in a career I agree with you totally he wants to fucking win and I can't blame him You know, he doesn't have any control. So, clearly, Drew Rosenhaus read through the fucking fine print. And I don't know. I, I like, for some reason, really respect it. And it's, like, crazy. It's fucking crazy to think that. But, you know, there's also a funk that comes away from fucking the Steelers organization. What would you have to say with the funk? Because you've been calling Tomlin's got to go. Tomlin's got to go. Like, you know what I mean? So, do you want to talk on that, Ryan?
2: tomlin see my issue with tomlin is just he does like a lot of little things that a head coach needs to do that he just doesn't do the main thing that we've lost over the past couple seasons the culture pretty much anybody could do what they want and get away with it but specifically players as antonio brown because you could say the last few seasons he's been the best player on the team and as that, he's been allowed to skip practices, even skip games, get in fights with players, say certain things, do things off the field, and never really have a consequence. And never got any suspensions, never really got any fines from the team. And Tomlin's even quoted saying, we'll put up with it till we can replace it. Pretty much saying that till Antonio Brown's numbers went down, he would deal with whatever he did. And that's public, so, I mean, Antonio Brown himself seen that. So pretty much led to him being able to do whatever he want, and the team kind of got to the point where it was kind of split apart. Like, the defense was together. Ben was with the linemen. The skilled players were kind of by themselves together, like Le'Veon and AB. But Tomlin lost the culture, and, I mean, you could quote him also. His first season, he comes in, he says, we're going to run the ball. We're going to play Steelers defense. That's what we're going to do. He's done the exact opposite. His whole tenure, our defense has declined almost every season for the past five, six seasons, leaving us with a below 15th rated, I'd say, 15th to 32 rated defense about every season for the past 10 years. And last year, we led the league in passing, and we threw the ball more than 66% of the time didn't really run the ball and i mean last night was the first game against the patriots and we're down 20 points and we're on the half yard line with a first down we end up kicking a field goal that just says so much right there like the rushing game everyone's talking about connor had a good year he got injured towards the end of the year and didn't finish out we came in 31st in rushing and then you lose antonio brown and levy in that same year all these weapons everyone's young and shit and just like that same game last night, you go into halftime at 0-20, to you'd think the game plan or switch up, do something. I mean, he even told the lady that's on the fucking sidelines, yep, we're not making any adjustments. Oh, he comes out, he scores three fucking points in the remainder of the game. The least amount of points scored
1: since 2003 when Big Ben was a rookie. At the time, I would have been five. Tomlin...
2: I think a lot of people kind of overrate him because he's never had a losing season. My opinion, he's always had a top roster. All these fucking players. That's why, man, if Coward never retired, he always had top defenses. So I could not imagine what he would have did with a prime AB, a prime Le'Veon, and a prime Ben. Because for, for God's sakes, we know he would have had a good defense. And, I mean, ever since Troy Polamalu retired, safeties and corners, I mean, they've been really suspect in Pittsburgh. And, I mean, they, I, they've probably spent the past four or five years on first and second round picks trying to fix it, and we're still in the same predicament. The only move they made that was really strong was two, three years ago picking up Joe Hayden, but they need to figure out something
0: so you have an interesting thought on troy Polamalu of how he was treated and i would love for you to dive in on um how you think the steelers in general run like how does their front office work because i think they're the king of uh worried about what you think we do things things this way this is how we do it talent 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 no 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 we do pay for this we don't pay for this and yada and this broad needs to get wow i'm not allowed to say that this thing needs to get off her fucking cell phone here because i'm talking to a mic yeah get off the fucking phone business anyways so i think fucking troy palomaly man smart dude you think he'd be around the franchise he'd be doing whatever but like you said i mean you're known for fucking defense in pittsburgh and it ain't happening you know so what, what's your thoughts on that stuff how break it down See, Troy,
2: at the end of his tenure, he wanted to stick around. He still wanted to play, but they pretty much told him that they weren't going to give him a contract and he couldn't play on the team. And they pretty much told him he would have to find a new team or retire. And Troy never wanted to play for another franchise. He just wanted to play for Pittsburgh. So, I don't know, he kind of felt betrayal there. So, like, ever since then, he's in no talks with really any of the players, any of the faculty GM owner he doesn't talk to nobody doesn't come to games doesn't come to any of the things that they have and I mean them getting rid of Dick LeBeau I mean that was also kind of the start of it because I mean he had that that defense for what 30 years and ever since they got rid of him I feel like Tomlin did that because he's a defensive coach. It's funny because he is a secondaries coach, a corners coach, which has been the worst part of the team for more than five years now. But always drafts in the first two rounds that position, either corner or safety, and it hasn't worked out for us.
0: It was Ryan, Ryan Jones. And, um, you know, I got to say, he's a pretty knowledgeable guy. And uh, I've had a lot of football conversations with Ryan over the last couple of years here. And man, he's really knowledgeable, young kid. He's got a good outlook. He likes 90s basketball, 90s hip hop. I can't, I think he does like 90s hip hop, but you know, I could talk to him about some, you know, basketball, talking about whatever Bills, good at it. So it was nice to get some insight um, from Ryan there. Ryan has a Steelers podcast coming up soon. We're getting the artwork together, have some ideas are floating around, got a shoot on the Neutschberger. He's been on notice. And uh, just got to tie up some loose ends here. Have an NFL podcast show coming exclusively about the NFL, so expect more stuff like this Antonio Brown outlook. Also expect a podcast with Sean Timmerman, who is a big Giants fan, who will also have a Giants podcast coming himself soon, along with a fantasy football one. So stay tuned to the Numb Bills fan channel, we'll call it for now. And um I'll be in touch. I've been your host, David Palermo. Loved having Ryan on again to talk Steelers and what's the outlook with Antonio Brown? A lot of respect to get this man's thoughts out there. So um as always, if you've been following along on, on Numb Bills fan Instagram, I did a pregame, a halftime thing, a postgame, and during the week the news breaks. I've been just setting my phone up in the car, whipping the shit and driving and talking mad shit and having a blast about it. So, um, I, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. The levels are a little up and down here trying to get Ryan in the hopper, learn how to use the mic. I'm also driving. He's right. He's right next to me trying to figure it out. And, uh, I felt like we did all right. So any feedback. Welcome. And, uh, if you want find Ryan on, uh, Instagram. I'm gonna tag them if you're on that Instagram at Ski Jones420. So stay tuned for uh a new podcast coming from Ryan and I can't wait to dive in. So probably gonna be called the Steel City football podcast. So stay tuned to that. And as always brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports. Can't say enough about that podcast. The best sports podcast, not about sports. And um calling it how it is. Sometimes wrong. Of course everybody is. But good times is always afoot. And again, check out Nooch Burger Designs. If you need anything made, you go to him. You want a band. You need a design. You hit him up. He lays it out. You got an artist. You got work you get scanned in. You need something to lay it out. Lay it out. Make a logo for your business. That's Nooch. Rob, the very most professional dude ever as far as an artist is concerned. Love him. Rob Antonucci, good old friend and supporter. And don't forget Tim Avery, another music friend of mine uh great dude went to college for you know writing and shit has written in the city paper reviews on music over the years so i can't this kid emails me this kid tim avery you're too older than me he emails me an article that's turned fucking key i have nothing to worry about with him it, it, it just comes out mint nothing to worry about he wrote again on this antonio brown volume one type shit so as always, thank you for tuning in. Subscribe everywhere. And please tell your friends. If you enjoy it, leave a five-star rating on iTunes, wherever you have your podcast. Please love the feedback. And as always, your host, David J. Palermo. Take care. Stay tuned for a podcast coming very soon. Previewing the Bills, the Giants. Can't wait. And hoping to get CJ on. Talk about some AFCE CJ from Jets Factor. See you.